My name is Anthony P. Richards. I'm a pastor and I started this podcast channel to equip, encourage, inspire and challenge you to passionately live to your potential in Christ through the Word of God. For more information, you can go to my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Welcome. As we continue our journey through the Word of God, and today we are continuing with 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to be looking at verses 1 to 7 today, so I'm glad you're joining me. Paul has established in the first couple of chapters uh, in his first letter to Corinth. Now remember the first letter uh, that he wrote to the church in Corinth was about disputes they were having amongst themselves. Part of that involved them writing a letter to him saying, hey, we've got some problems, we need we need you to speak into them. 2 Corinthians is about primarily about problems they had with him, the Apostle Paul. So you've got the beginning of 1 Corinthians, Paul establishes, establishes his credentials. Then you've got him explaining the difference between human wisdom and godly wisdom. And now he's about to start getting into what it means to be a carnal or fleshly kind of Christian, what that means. Because this really was the root of their problem. They wanted salvation, they wanted Jesus, but they wanted to see how close to the line they could get, what they can get away with as a Christian. Do we really have to live by all these rules? Can't we just accept Jesus? Very similar to the world that we live in today. And so that was uh, the premise for what Paul is about to start addressing as we progress through the book of First Corinthians. So remember that as the context, this is what we've got. Uh, these are fellow Christians. Paul talks about them as brethren. That means that they're part of the body of Christ. So that's who he's talking to. He's talking about Christians and how they should live. So let's get into uh, chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Remember, these people are part of the body of Christ. They're part of the family of God. He calls them brethren. And that's the problem because they they do have the Holy Spirit. They're not like the the natural man in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, in the previous chapter. They they are they've got the Holy Spirit but they're not behaving like spiritual people. They're basically behaving like fleshly people, like immature Christian babes in Christ. Now, they're thinking and acting according to the flesh. They weren't thinking and acting according to the things of the Spirit. Now, the flesh wasn't dominating all parts of their life. Otherwise, they would have no evidence of being born again and actually being a Christian and for him to call them brethren. But he's addressing the issues where they're clearly thinking in a fleshly way. Uh, Redpath says this, the carnal Christian is a child of God, born again and on his way to heaven, but he is traveling third class. Uh, now, if you want to know what a carnal Christian looks like, read Romans chapter 7. You can watch my video, listen to my podcast on Romans chapter 7. I've covered all that. Uh, it's somebody who is indwelt by the Spirit, but they are mastered by the flesh. Now, the Greek word for fleshly that's used here is the word sarkikos, and it means characterized by the flesh. Uh, somebody who knows that they should do differently, but they still do what they know they shouldn't do. And that's what Paul says. Paul says the, the Corinthians, the Corinthian church were sarkikos, and that's what they were. Now, that, that's... Kind of not really surprising when you think about Corinth. What was Corinth? Corinth was a lot like 
Southern California today, uh, the place where anything goes and just look, as long as you don't hurt anybody, just live however you want, you know, a big place, you know, lots of people wanted to be there, uh, all that kind of thing, you know. And so it's not surprising that this was going on there. And Paul here now starts to talk about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, three different categories of people. The first one is the category of natural people in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. He addressed them and he said, listen, this is the kind of people that are, that are patterned after Adam and they just reject the things of the spirit. Then there's the spiritual man, which is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, who knows the things of God. Uh, and then there's the carnal man who knows the things of God, but in some ways still characterized by the flesh. So he's saying, which one are you? So then we move on to verse two. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able to. Now, uh, this concept is expounded on a lot in Hebrews chapter five and six. And again, you can follow my, uh, my talks on those chapters and, and listen to the podcast. But that is extrapolated. This concept of drinking milk versus eating solid food extrapolated to a great extent in Hebrews chapter five and six. Paul says, I fed you with milk. I gave you the basics. Uh, but you, you had an overinflated opinion of your spirituality and exactly where you're at because they thought, oh, we're so ready for the deeper things. I just want something deep. This is what happens. People get saved now in church. They're like, I just need something deeper. And it's like, yeah, but you haven't done anything with the milk yet. You've still got issues in your life. Uh, you're not living deeper after drinking the milk. So how do you think you could take anything that was solid food in the things of the spirit? And... You know, there's there's not two Gospels. Uh, Guzik says this. There are not two Gospels, one for the learned and one for the unlearned. Uh, there's no part of the Gospel that we are authorized to keep back from people. That's not what Paul was talking about there. He was saying, you can't understand if I start teaching you the things that are deeper. You were not able to receive it. Um. The problem was they were addicted to the wrong kind of solid food, if you like. They were addicted to food that was based on the wisdom of men and the eloquence of their words. Uh, and they were so filled by that junk food that they weren't able to receive the real spiritual solid food that Paul wanted to give them. Guzik, some spiritual junk food Christians are greatly blessed when they get a spiritual meal of solid food. But others, when presented with solid food, are not able to receive it because their spiritual taste buds are so conditioned to junk food that all they have is a taste for that. So then we move on to verse 3. For you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not just carnal? The Corinthian church and the Christians there, they thought of themselves as very spiritual people, but their divisions and the way they divided themselves, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul, showed that they weren't very deep Christians at all. They had a problem with their own human relationships with other people, and their problems with their human relationship showed that they had a problem with their relationship with God. They didn't really understand it. 
how was that evident? By the way that they lived their lives in a fleshly, sarkikos way. And so Paul says, listen, when I see divisions and envy and strife among Christians, they're the signs of fleshly living. And this is what I see when I look at you. And if I see that, aren't you just being carnal and behaving like somebody who's not a Christian? Um, he didn't say you weren't saved. Uh, he was saying you're saved, but you're behaving as if you're not. See, when you're a Christ follower and you accept salvation and you become saved, you have a responsibility to live to a higher standard, the standard of the Bible, the Word of God. And so Paul says, listen, when you start saying, well, I'm a Paul and I'm of Apollos, uh, you could imagine Paul saying, actually, I'm kind of glad that you say that you're of me because it makes me feel better. Uh, Paul said, no, don't say you're of me. Don't say you're of Apollos. Say you're of Jesus. That's who you need to point to. So then we get into verse 5. Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed. That's all. As the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. It's all about God. Now remember, Paul is intertwining also in his writing to the church in Corinth, the concept of the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, the power of the Holy Spirit. And he says, I planted, Apollo watered. Different Christians in the body of Christ have different jobs. Some people are planting seeds, some people are watering. But it's only God who ever gives the increase. Uh, it's not a farmer who plants the seed that makes the seed grow. It's not the other person or the worker on the farm that waters the seed that makes it grow. It's God. It's the miracle of life that grows that seed. All the farmer can do is provide the right environment. That's all. And then trust in the miracle to actually happen. And that's exactly what we have to do when we minister to people in Jesus Christ. Uh, Guzik says this, some people are frustrated because they want to water when God has called them to plant. Or they want to plant when God has called them to water. Others are frustrated because they want to make the increase happen when only God can do that. Real fruitfulness in ministry happens when we are peacefully content with what God has called us to do. Amen, hallelujah, couldn't have said it any better myself. Planted and watered. Have you noticed? He says, planted and watered, they're past tense. In other words, things that have been done. Gives the increase is the present and future tense. In other words, whatever happens in the future, it's of God bringing that. We just, we, we, once we've done what we were called to do, it's all about God bringing the increase in the future. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it today because it's just a short opportunity for us to see that we should take a little bit of a, a stock take in our own lives, but go through a little bit of a checklist and say, okay, where have I thought it was all me? <laughs> where have I started judging other people for not being as good as me? And am I getting frustrated at God because I've been called to plant and he wants me to water or he wants me to do something different than what I am really want to do. Uh, I think there's an opportunity, and I'd like to know what you observe as you go through all this. I'd love to know what you kind of get out of that. Uh, is that something where you you, you feel a, a bit of conviction to, you know, to kind of just, oh, i got to get my attitude right? Or 
Is there something that you observe here where you're like, you know what, I, I am a Christian, I am saved, but I'm kind of living like there's parts of me where nobody would be able to tell the difference. For example, an example I use all the time. When you're a Christian, you give your life to Jesus. Maybe you used to swear a lot before you became a Christian. You should not swear after you give your life to Jesus. If you're still swearing and you think that makes you a cool Christian, you're just incredibly deceived. And I've done so many videos and different things on that that you can go and look up for yourself. Uh, but there's a reality. There's hundreds of Bible scriptures about what you should let come out of your mouth. But this is what Paul's talking about to the carnal Christian. Don't become saved and then look as though you're not saved or have things come out of your mouth. And he's about to address some pretty serious things that the church is getting up to, like some pretty crazy stuff that the church in Corinth was doing. And uh, we're going to look at that as we continue on. So there you go. That's it for today. I'm going to pray and uh, write down, you know, like, subscribe, comment, share, whatever you're doing, podcast, wherever. Let me know what you get out of this. I want to know. People want to know. And uh, let's get the word of God out there. Heavenly Father, thank you for this great opportunity to just continue to dive through the word of God and this wonderful letter that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. Help us to just be okay with whatever you've called us to do and just be okay doing that and help us to have a, a heart of contentment and understand that what your word says in First Timothy chapter 6, godliness with contentment brings great gain and let us have an understanding of what that really means in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. For more content, please don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Have a great day.